Welcome to C3 Church The Bukit. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full, and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. So good. Well, today we are going to be talking from the Bible. Hari ini kita mau berbicara dari Alkitab. The Bible, let me tell you, is not a boring book. Iya, Alkitab bukan buku yang membosankan. Benar? The Bible is exciting. Exciting, dia menyenangkan. There's even some scandal in there. Oh ya, ada skandal kayak drama dong. I don't know if anyone's a fan of the Netflix series. There's lots of different series that you could choose from and you kind of just get lost in the scandal of the story. Yeah. This is better. Ini, ini lebih any, menarik dari Netflix. Any Netflix <laughs> TV series, any movie. Yeah. This book is filled with the truth of God's word. Uh, firman Tuhan dipenuhi dengan kebenaran. And as we let it guide us, dan ketika kita mau dipimpin oleh firman Tuhan, it has the power to transform us. Ada kuasa yang mengubahkan hidup kita. And what I love about reading the Bible, dan yang saya sukai dari membaca Alkitab, that the stories are not filled with perfect people. Iya, jadi ceritanya itu tidak dipenuhi dengan orang-orang yang sempurna. In fact, this gives validity of its truthfulness because if it was made up, then maybe you could like leave out all the bad stuff and just include all the good things. Iya, jadi ceritanya enggak dibuat-buat tapi adalah kebenaran. But actually, as we read the story, we see there's people that make many mistakes. Kita ketika membaca cerita itu banyak juga orang yang berbuat kesalahan. They make bad choices. Membuat pilihan yang salah. And this gives us hope. Dan ini memberikan kita harapan bahwa because we have the opportunity to learn from their mistakes. Jadi kita belajar dari setiap kesalahan and to learn about the nature of God and how he leads us through the good times and the not so good times. Dan belajar karakternya Tuhan bagaimana dia memimpin kita di masa susah maupun di masa senang. And what encourages me it encourages me the most is that God is able to use imperfect people to do his perfect will. Iya, Tuhan bisa memakai orang yang tidak sempurna seperti kita untuk melakukan tujuannya. That means God can use me. Iya, artinya Tuhan bisa memakai saudara dan saya. And God can use you. Dan Tuhan bisa memakai saudara. Alright, so we are going through the different characters in the Bible. Kita sedang belajar beberapa karakter di Alkitab. The first week we talked about who? Does anyone remember? Siapa ingat minggu pertama? Bapak Abraham. 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 Don't sing the song. We'll get started. Then we yeah, there for 15 minutes. <laughs> Then we spoke about last week. Minggu Abraham's lalu. Son. Isaac. 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 Yeah. Isaac. And today we are talking about Jacob. Hari ini kita tentang Yakub. And so Jacob was a twin like me. Did anyone know that I'm a twin? Iya, yeah, ada yang tahu dia kembar? <laughs> Jadi Yakub itu kembar, anak kembar. So I I connect. I connect with Jacob because I too am a twin. Joel's a twin. There's a few anyone else twins in here? Just you are not. Imagine two Itongs. That yeah. would be Vicky would be like no, just one. Just one. Stuff. Karena saya punya saudara kembar, saya merasa connect dengan cerita Yakub ini. And so Jacob His brother's name is Esau. Saudara kembarnya Esau. And we remember that from last week Esau it was really hairy. Ingat minggu lalu kalau Esau itu orang yang berbulu, lebat. P- particularly hairy and he was like this outdoorsy type. Dan dia orang yang suka pergi keluar. I think he wore always like really big boots. Iya, yeah, dia selalu pakai kira-kira boot besar. Probably carried like an arrow or some yeah, sort of weapon on him. Sebagainya. And he just loved being in the country. Dia suka pergi berburu ke padang. Jacob was almost the complete opposite to that. Iya, Yakub terbalik. He was happy just to stay at home. Iya, dia anak rumahan. And so Isaac we find uh, it, the dad actually favors Esau because he likes the food that Esau finds for him. 
Iya, Isak sayang kepada Esau karena dia suka makanan yang dibuat oleh uh, Esau. And the mom Rebecca, she favors Jacob. Dan mamanya Ribka sayang kepada Yakub. And so I would encourage you parents, don't put don't make favorites with yeah. your children. I just Ibu -ibu, if we can bapak, learn anything from this story, <laughs> it's probably not a good idea to pick favorites. Iya, yeah, jangan hanya sayang kepada salah satu anak sayangnya harus seimbang. And so we're going to go through. Sorry, I forgot to mention. Can we show the character card for today if you want to? We have a card for you to follow along with. So if you want to grab your phone, don't yeah. check your notifications. <laughs> And just scan that one, and this will bring up the card as we're going to go through some of this information today. Yeah, saudara baru scan hari ini ada kartu informasi tentang Yakub. And so we see that Jacob means grasp the heel. Just grasp your heel at the moment. Yeah, arti Yakub artinya memegang tumit. Little grasp. Let's remind you that's Jacob's name, and it's like an expression when we say grasp the heel. We could also say he's like a deceiver. Yeah, memegang tumit artinya penipu. And another name that we can use for him is supplanter. Supplanter artinya pengganti. And so a supplanter takes over or takes the place of someone else, usually on purpose. Jadi supplanter itu mengambil ahli tempat orang lain atau milik seseorang dengan tujuan tertentu. And as we look at the early years of Jacob's life, we see that he did exactly that. Kita lihat hidupnya Yakub di awal hidupnya dia melakukan seperti namanya. And as we talked about last week, we see that Jacob tricked his brother and deceived him and into selling him his birthright. Minggu lalu kita ingat diingatkan bahwa Yakub menipu saudara Esau untuk mengambil hak kesulungannya. And we talked about this that the birthright is really special and it's not something that you want to exchange just for a little bit of food. Hak kesulungan itu sangat penting untuk uh, hidup seseorang. In fact, some lentil and bread. I don't know lentil stew. Oh sure yeah. I would Sup kacang merah dan juga demis sup kacang merah dan roti. And we see that Esau exchanges his birthright which basically meant the leadership or the headship of his family. Ya, arti dari hak kesulungan itu adalah kepemimpinan di satu keluarga. A double portion of the family inheritance. That ya, mendapatkan good. warisan dua kali lipat. And also the right to the covenantal blessings that we saw God give Abraham and Isaac. Hak untuk mendapatkan perjanjian antara Abraham dari Tuhan. And so we see here Esau got a very bad deal. Di sini Esau sangat tidak diuntungkan. This was fantastic for Jacob. Mungkin bagus bagi Yakub. But horrible for Esau. Tapi sangat mengerikan buat Esau. And it's interesting to note if we looked into that story a little bit more deeper. Kalau kita melihat ceritanya lebih dalam. This process of Esau selling his birthright just for some food. Di mana Esau menjual hak kesulungannya demi makanan. We can see that in that moment Esau was following his flesh. What his body wanted was some food and so he followed that. Dia melakukannya karena dia mengikuti keinginan dagingnya. And in everyday life we too have temptations, things that tempt us, our flesh to want to do certain things. Dalam kehidupan kita sehari-hari kita juga cenderung mengikuti pencobaan yang di Sebabkan oleh keinginan daging kita. And often those temptations come when we're in a vulnerable place. Di mana pencobaan itu datang ketika kita masih dalam posisi lemah. Esau was most likely tired. He was, of course, very hungry. So he was in a vulnerable place. So when the temptation came to give up his birthright, he quickly gave in because he just desperately wanted that food. Iya, di mana dia pada saat itu sangat kelaparan dan dia saat posisi sangat lemah dan pencobaan itu datang pada dia. And what we can learn from this story is actually it's not wise to just give in to a temptation that might bring us momentary pleasure 
when it means that we're going to lose out so much more. Iya, mungkin ketika pencobaan itu datang, ketika kita uh, terjatuh, itu memberikan kesenangan yang sementara, tapi itu tidak berakibat yang baik pada ujungnya. And so Esau compromised just for some bread and lentil soup. Jadi Esau kompromi dengan hanya uh, roti dan sup kacang merah. But the impact of this decision had a consequence on the rest of his life. Dan kompen, uh, kompensasi atas ap, uh, keputusan yang dibuat itu sepanjang hidupnya. So let it be a warning for us. Like let's not give in to temptation when it comes like Esau did. Let us stand strong and say no. I'm not going to give in to that because I'm not giving up what God has promised and planned for my life. Iya, jangan biarkan kita jatuh ke dalam pencobaan pada saat kita lemah tapi kita bijaksana ngambil keputusan. And so yeah, we see that this decision that Esau makes affects the rest of his life. Karena keputusannya ini berefek pada kehidupan selanjutnya. And so this is not the end of Jacob's deceiving. Ini bukan akhir dari penipuan Yakub. He continues on scheming. Dan terus terjadi. And we see that not only does he take Esau's birthright, but he also takes the father Isaac's blessing from him. Dia bukan hanya mengambil hak kesulungan, tapi juga mengambil berkat yang seharusnya diberikan Isaac kepada Esau. And so a blessing was given by the father. Berkat itu diberikan kepada bapa kepada. And it could be given to any of the children, no matter what their birthright. Iya, diberikan kepada si anak walaupun berapa. Keurutan berapa dia lahir? But usually a greater blessing was given to the one that was the firstborn. Iya, tapi biasanya berkat yang lebih besar diberikan kepada anak sulung. The one that held the birthright. Orang yang punya orang yang lahir sebagai anak sulung. And so Jacob uses deception again, and he receives the blessing that should have been Esau's. He receives it for himself. Yakub menipu bapanya dengan menerima berkatnya Esau. Now we could be reading this passage of scripture and finish at this point and go, oh, this is handy. This means that it's okay for me to deceive. To oh. be a little bit tricky because look, it worked out for Jacob. He like got all the blessings. Iya, kadang kita berpikir, oh, Yakub aja menipu tetap diberkati Tuhan. Berarti kita bisa menipu dong. That it's okay to just do a little lie. Enggak apa-apa kita bohong-bohong, nipu-nipu okay. orang. If it means I'm going to get what I want to get ahead, then that's okay. Kadang kita berpikir enggak apa-apalah kita nipu orang tapi Tuhan tetap memberkati kita. Enggak. And yes it's true that God does bless Jacob. Benar kalau Tuhan masih tetap memberkati Yakub. That's a reflection of God's grace. Karena itu adalah anugerahnya Tuhan. But we only have to read a few more verses to see actually there was a consequence to Jacob's deceiving ways. Tapi sebenarnya kalau kita baca pasal selanjutnya ada konsekuensi dari penipuan yang Yakub lakukan. And we see that as Jacob sowed deception He reaped deception into his life. Yeah. Jadi apa yang dia tabur, dia tuai juga. And so basically Esau is furious that he has taken his birthright and the blessing from his father. Jadi sebenarnya Esau sangat kecewa apa yang sudah dialami, diambil hak kesulungan dan juga berkat dari bapaknya. And so he threatens to kill Jacob. Jadi dia berusaha untuk membunuh Yakub. And so basically Jacob is on the run. He flees from his family. Jadi Yakub itu hidup dalam pelarian dari keluarganya. And he goes to Go on the journey to see his uncle Laban. Dia lari ke rumah pamannya Laban. And along the journey, he finds himself in this alone place. Sepanjang perjalanannya dia menemukan dirinya kesepian. Now think about it. Jacob loved staying in tents. So he's he's now right now in a place that he is unfamiliar with. He's not used to staying outside in the night. Bayangkan Yakub orangnya suka tinggal di rumah, tapi dia berada di tempat yang dia tidak tahu, tapi dia merasa kesepian. He's got this blessing from his father. He's ble- this blessing that's from God, but there's so much unknown about his future. 
dia menerima berkat dari bapaknya tapi dia masih enggak yakin dengan apa yang terjadi di masa depannya. And in the night hours God meets him. Dan dia bertemu dengan Tuhan di malam hari. God meets Jacob in his mess. Uh, Tuhan bertemu dengan Yakub di masa-masa uh, hancurnya. God meets Jacob in that lonely place, that unknown, unfamiliar place. Tuhan bersama Yakub ketika dia di tempat yang tidak dia ketahui dan kesendiriannya. Let's read from Genesis 28 verse 10 to 17. This is what happens as God meets with him. Ini yang terjadi. And so when he reached a certain place, verse 11, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. Kejadian 28 ayat 10 sampai 17. Maka Yakub berangkat dari Beersheba dan pergi ke Haran. Ia sampai di suatu tempat dan bermalam di situ karena matahari telah terbenam. Ia mengambil sebuah batu yang terletak di tempat itu dan dipakainya sebagai alas kepala lalu membaringkan dirinya di tempat itu. Maka bermimpilah ia di bumi ada didirikan sebuah tangga yang ujungnya sampai ke langit. Di langit dan tampaklah malaikat-malaikat Allah turun naik di tangga itu. Verse 13. There above it stood the Lord and he said, I am the Lord, the God. I don't know if he sounded like that. I'm just using my croaky voice to see if anyway making sure you're still awake. I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth and you will spread out to the west and to the south and to the north, sorry, to the east and to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Berdirilah Tuhan di sampingnya dan berfirman, Akulah Tuhan, Allah Abraham nenekmu. Dan Allah Ishak, tanah tempat engkau berbaring ini akan kuberikan kepadamu dan kepada keturunanmu. Keturunanmu akan menjadi seperti debu, tanah banyaknya, dan engkau akan mengembang ke sebelah timur, barat, utara, dan selatan. Dan olehmu serta keturunan semua kaum di muka bumi akan mendapat berkat. Sesungguhnya aku menyertai engkau dan aku akan melindungi engkau kemanapun engkau pergi dan aku akan membawa engkau kembali ke negeri ini sebab aku tidak akan meninggalkan engkau melainkan tetap melakukan apa yang kujanjikan kepadamu. So I want you to think about this for a second. Jacob has just deceived his brother. There's been a lot of we would say probably not so good things that he did. Ya, coba bayangkan uh, Yakub baru menipu saudaranya tapi Mungkin ini hal yang terjadi tapi Tuhan berkata pada dia. And yet God shows him great mercy in this moment. Dan di sini Tuhan menunjukkan anugerahnya. And so when we look at our own lives, maybe we can think we're, we're too messed up. We've done too many wrong things. Mungkin kalau kita lihat kehidupan kita sendiri, kita terlalu banyak hal yang hancur ataupun terlalu berantakan hidup kita. Maybe God can't use me because of the mistakes of my past. Tuhan mungkin tidak bisa memakai aku karena masa laluku. But we see here that actually God has a plan and purpose for Jacob's life. Tapi kita lihat di sini Tuhan punya tujuan dan harapan untuk Yakub. And in this dark moment that Jacob is facing bahkan di masa-masa kekelam, kekelamannya Yakub God comes and graciously reminds him of his promise to him. Tuhan datang mengingatkan dan memberikan dia anugerah dan janjinya. And this is a promise that he can hold on to. Dan ini adalah janji yang dia bisa berpegang. Notice that God says to Jacob, you will come back to this land. Dan mengetahui bahwa Yakub akan kembali ke negeri ini. So there's going to be a process that maybe he's not in this land for a time. 
Ya, mungkin ini adalah proses di mana ya uh, Yakub tidak selamanya ke negeri yang dia tidak kenal. But that God is going to bring him back to the land that's been promised to him and his father and his grandfather. Dan Tuhan akan bawa dia kembali ke tanah perjanjian yang telah dijanjikan Tuhan kepada bapaknya dan saudaranya. In verse 16, when Jacob woke awoke from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place and I was not aware of it. That's pretty special. Sometimes we can find God in the most random of places. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place there is no, none other than sorry this is none other than the house of god this is the gate of heaven ketika yakub bangun dari tidurnya berkatalah ya sesungguhnya tuhan ada di tempat ini dan aku tidak mengetahuinya ia takut dan berkata alangkah dahsyatnya tempat ini ini tidak lain dari rumah allah ini pintu gerbang surga what a promise from god ini adalah janji tuhan he gives to jacob what he doesn't deserve dia memberikan kepada yakub apa yang tidak pantas yakub terima Gives him grace and mercy. Tapi Tuhan menunjukkan anugerah dan kasih karunia. And because he had made this covenant with Abraham, his grandfather, he, God he was going to be faithful to the promises to Jacob's life as well. Yeah, karena Tuhan sudah membuat perjanjian dengan Abraham, bapaknya, Ishak, dan juga dia akan merimai juga Yakub. Alright, so Jacob continues on his journey to go and see his uncle Laban. Kembali ke perjalanan, Yakub bertemu dengan Laban pamannya. And he meets a young lady called Rachel. Iya, dia bertemu oh Rachel ya. Not me. I promise. Ya, bertemu dengan Rahel. Rahel, who was a shepherd looking after some sheep. Jadi Rahel ini mengembalakan dombanya. And let's just say Jacob fell madly and deeply in love with Rachel. Iya, jadi aku bertemu dengan Rahel langsung jatuh cinta. There were fireworks. Iya. Angels playing violin. Iya. It was incredible. Iya, dalam seperti itu. Incredible. Very special, and so Jake. It, it ends up being that Jacob is Laban's daughter. Yeah, jadi Yakub suka kepada eh, Rahel itu adalah uh, putrinya Laban. And so Jacob asked Laban, "Can I please marry the most beautiful woman in the world, Rachel?" Yeah. Paman, <laughs> Paman Laban, bolehkah aku menikahi anakmu yang paling cantik yaitu Rahel? And so Laban agrees, but he's like, "You need to work for me for seven years before you can marry her." Laban berkata, kamu boleh menikahi anakku yang paling cantik, tapi bekerjalah untukku tujuh tahun. And the Bible tells us that Jacob was so in love with Rachel. Ya, saking cintanya dia dengan Rahel. I will work for seven years in return for your younger daughter Rachel. Aku akan bekerja keras tujuh tahun demi Rahel. And those seven years, the Bible says, seemed only like a few days to him because of his love for her. Di Alkitab dikatakan tujuh tahun tidak terasa hanya terasa seperti hanya berhari-hari saking cintanya. Right, sorry guys, I just need you to take notes here. This yeah. is a really good line to use if yeah. you're trying to. Yeah. And so Laban actually had two daughters. Laban sebenarnya punya dua anak perempuan. And so Leah was the older daughter. Iya, anak yang paling uh, tua namanya Leah. And the Bible describes her as having weak eyes. Iya, di sini dia bilang tidak. Parasnya kurang ayu, ayu. Kurang so I don't know what weak eyes means. <laughs> Matanya redup, redup. <laughs> But apparently that wasn't a good thing having weak eyes. Yeah. And Rachel though, she had a lovely figure and was beautiful. Yeah. Intinya saudara ini kontras lah. Yes. <laughs> Lena's being very polite, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. So everyone beautiful. So we yes, <laughs> that's right. I'm like. Hang on, why is Leah being described? Bible, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, honest, honest. apparently weak eyes <laughs> is a bad thing back in that time. And so we see now Jacob begins to receive or so, reap what he has sown. Jadi di sini dikatakan Yakub menerima, eh, menuai apa yang dia tabur. 
He's on the receiving end of someone else's deception. Jadi dia sekarang ditipu tapi dia enggak tahu. And so basically it's kind of a little bit of a complicated story, but instead of marrying Rachel as was agreed upon, he ends up marrying Leah. Yeah. <laughs> Dari ternyata dia tidak menikahi Rahel pas dibuka, weh Leah isinya. <laughs> And so because oh, did you make did you add to it? You? No, because oh. when long time married, we cannot see the face, right? That's why he doesn't know. <laughs> sure, yes. It was very dark. They didn't have lights. Uh, it's a, you have to read it for yourself. It's, it's complicated. <laughs> yeah. We've got younger people here. It's We're more just interesting than drama, yeah? It is. It's very risky. It it's very <laughs> anyway. And so, of course, Jacob is upset. Tentu saja, Jacob kecewa. He's like, Rachel, the love of my life. Oh. Beautiful, most beautiful woman Rahel, in the world. Rahel, isinya bukan. And then he gets Leah with the weak eyes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, ternyata Lea gitulah. It's like this is not what I signed up for. Salah kontraknya salah. <laughs> And so Laban explains that actually it's not in our custom for the younger daughter to marry before the older daughter. So yeah. hence why Leah was given instead of Rachel. Jadi paman Laban bilang, Yakub, menurut adat kita harus menikahkan yang lebih tua dulu baru adiknya. And so if any guys are looking to get married just make sure you check with your par- their parents. Yeah. Jangan just salah nanti. Pastikan abangnya just in atau case. <laughs> Yeah. So we see here Laban deceives Jacob and Jacob gets to eat some of the fruit of deception. Yakub yeah. menerima apa yang dia tabur. Now thankfully Laban agrees to give Rachel to him as his wife as well. Iya, tapi akhirnya Paman Laban setuju. Aku akan memberikan Rahel kepadamu, Yakub. If he works for another seven years. Kerja dulu tujuh tahun lagi ya. Now, in saying that, they did get married within a week. He did, they didn't have to wait another seven years. So just making that clear. Yeah. Alrighty. So, Jacob had two wives. Yakub punya dua istri. And this brought double the Problem. trouble. Punya dua istri artinya masalahnya bertambah. Again, I would highly recommend not having two wives because yeah. we can see not recommended that istri this, hanya satu. This causes quite a lot of issues in this little family. Iya, kalau punya dua istri banyak masalah. So basically Rachel couldn't have children. Uh, Rahel pada saat itu mandul and Leah could. Dan Leah bisa punya anak. And Leah bought Jacob many sons. Dan Leah melahirkan banyak anak laki-laki. And this made Rachel jealous. Dan membuat Rahel uh, jealous, cemburu. And so then he offers like a helper to sleep with Jacob to then bear her, bore, bear, bore? her sons. Bear, yeah. bear her sons, I think bore, is the grammar there. Yeah. Yeah, jadi uh, si Rahel memberikan pelayannya kepada Yakub untuk bisa memberikan anak. And then Leah, she can't have any more children, so then she does the same with her helper. Ya, yeah, jadi si Leah ini juga cemburu. Oh, dikasihlah pelayannya kepada Yakub supaya punya anak juga. It's a really big mess. Ya, yeah, terlalu banyak istrinya. And so then eventually Rachel can have children. Akhirnya Rahel bisa punya anak. And she has two sons. Dua putra. And so we can learn from Jacob's life. Kita bisa belajar dari hidupnya Yakub. Just one wife is really good. It's, it's enough And trouble. It's enough trouble. <laughs> Hanya punya satu istri. Okay, so. In this time, Jacob prospers. Di saat ini Yakub mengalami berkat yang berkelimpahan. So just like his father Isaac. Sama seperti bapaknya Ishak. Just like his grandfather Abraham, he prospered and grew wealthy and had many uh, livestock. Sama seperti kakeknya juga Abraham, Tuhan memberkati dia dengan banyak uh, kekayaan dan ternak. 
And Laban's sons notice that there's a shift going on with how much Jacob possesses. Iya, jadi paman Laban ini melihat, oh banyak sekali ternak yang dihasilkan oleh si Yakub. And so Jacob decides that he needs to go and leave before there's any extra trouble. Iya, ja- ya, Jacob. Yakub memutuskan untuk pergi sebelum ada masalah besar kahnya masalah ternak ini. And so we see that Jacob flees with his family without saying goodbye to Laban. Jadi Yakub melarikan diri dengan keluarganya tanpa memberitahu Laban. And then Laban finds out and pursues them. Akhirnya Laban tahu dan mengejar mereka. Now, again, God shows His grace and mercy to Jacob. Dan sekarang lagi Tuhan memberikan anugerah dan kasih karunia kepada Yakub. And after some discussions with Uncle Laban, everything works out okay, and they decide to go their separate ways peacefully. Iya, akhirnya mereka menemukan kesepakatan dan mereka berpisah. And so Jacob is back. Journeying to go back to the place where his family was. Yakub kembali ke tanah keluarganya. And this means that Jacob is now preparing to meet his brother Esau. Jadi dia sudah bersiap-siap untuk ketemu dengan saudaranya Esau. It's like I just, there's this, there's a show called Days of Our Lives. I don't know if you had it here in Indonesia, but at the end of a scene, they would like look away, and then they would hold the camera on the shot, and the face would be like distress or whatever. This would be this would be this moment. Jacob's going to meet Esau. Dun, dun, dun. And then, yeah. how is it going to work? Itulah. <laughs> <laughs> Lost in translation. Saja. And so Jacob finds himself at a place where, again, it's uncertain about what his future is going to be like. Yeah, jadi Yakub membayangkan seperti apa nanti dia akan bertemu Esau. And so we see that actually Jacob wrestles with God. Nah, kita lihat di sini kalau Yakub tuh bergulat dengan Tuhan di firman Tuhan dikatakan. In Genesis 32 verse 22 to 30 we're going to read this little story right now. Kita baca di Kejadian 32:22. That night Jacob got up and took his two wives, they just have one what, two female servants and his 11 sons at this stage and crossed to the ford of Jabuk. After he'd sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him to daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome Jacob said, "Please tell me your name." But he replied, "Why do you ask my name?" And then he blessed him there. And so Jacob called that place Peniel, saying, "It is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared." Ya. Pada malam itu Yakub bangun dan ia membawa kedua istrinya, kedua budaknya, perempuan dan kesebelas anaknya dan menyeberang di tempat penyeberangan Sungai Yabok. Sesudah ia menyeberang mereka Menyeberangkan mereka, ia menyeberangkan juga segala miliknya. Lalu tinggallah Yakub seorang diri dan seorang laki-laki bergulat dengan dia sampai fajar menyingsing. Ketika orang itu melihat bahwa ia tidak dapat mengalahkannya, ia memukul sendi pangkal paha Yakub sehingga sendi pangkal paha itu terplecok. Ketika ia bergulat dengan orang itu, lalu kata orang itu, biarkanlah aku pergi karena fajar telah menyingsing. Sahut ya, sahut Yakub, aku tidak akan biarkan engkau pergi jika engkau tidak memberkati aku. Pertanyalah orang itu kepadanya, siapakah namamu? Sahutnya, Yakub. Lalu kata orang itu, namamu tidak akan lagi disebutkan Yakub, tetapi Israel, sebab engkau telah bergumul melawan Allah dan manusia dan engkau menang. 
Bertanyalah Yakub, katakanlah juga namamu, tetapi sahutnya, mengapa engkau menanyakan namaku? Lalu diberkatinya lah Yakub di situ. Yakub namai tempat itu Peniel, sebab katanya, aku telah melihat Allah berhadapan muka, tetapi nyawaku tertolong. So we see again in the quiet of the night when Jacob is alone with God, he prays. Ya, jadi kita lihat Yakub sendiri dengan Tuhan dan dia diberkati. In fact, this prayer it becomes a wrestle. Dan di sini dilihat mereka bergulat. Have you ever had a wrestle with God kind of prayer? Apakah persaudara pernah berdoa seperti rasanya bergulat dengan Tuhan? Sometimes we can think that prayer has to be a certain way. Karena kita berpikir doa itu harus dengan cara tertentu. That it's like, dear heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Uh, please bless our lives, bless my children. We think it has to be a certain style with regard to prayer. Ya, kadang kita berpikir kalau kita berdoa itu harus dengan gaya tertentu. But actually, this is a moment where Jacob wrestles with God. Tapi sebenarnya momen ini di mana Yakub tuh bergumul, eh bergulat dengan Tuhan. I don't know if you've seen wrestling in real life. If you've got brothers, you've probably have uh, yeah. seen wrestling at any yeah. point. But it's tense. Ya, bergulat itu seperti orang ya, kayak orang bergulat. Saudara It, bisa membayangkan. It's kind of like, whoa, whoa, where's this going to go? You kind of yeah. like, whoa, 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 calm down, calm down, get your yeah. hand off his neck. You know, like it's, it's just a bit, it's a bit tense. It's, yeah. it's a bit serious. Sangat tense dan serius. And if you think about it, that this is an option that we have as we pray to God. Dan inilah opsi yang kita punya saat kita berdoa dengan Tuhan. That maybe there will be things in our life that we need to contend for in prayer that require us to wrestle with God, so to speak. Mungkin ada dari bagian hidup kita yang kita butuh doakan dengan sepertinya kita mau bergulat dengan Tuhan. And Jacob stood strong and he's like I'm not leaving here until you bless me. Dan Yakub bersikeras aku tidak akan meninggalkan tempat ini sebelum engkau memberkati aku. Because he knew if God blessed him that he would be safe and that the things that were going to happen with his brother Esau they would work out okay if God's blessing was with him. Karena dia tahu dia akan selamat jikalau Tuhan memberkati dia. He would have seen and heard about sorry he would have heard about the story of his dad with Abraham trying to sacrifice him. He would have known that actually God can work around work out any situation when God's blessing and covenant blessing is flowing in your life. Karena dia tahu dan mengingat kisah kakeknya itu Abraham bagaimana Tuhan melakukan mukjizat di tengah hal yang tidak mungkin. And so we see Jacob just like God I, I need this. I need this blessing and I'm not letting go until I have it. Dan juga dia Tuhan aku butuh berkatmu aku tidak akan pergi. And I love it that God was gracious to Jacob and he answered his prayers. Dan Tuhan sangat baik dan menjawab doa Yakub. And so maybe you're in a moment now where you feels like maybe you're wrestling with God in prayer. Mungkin saudara saat ini sedang bergulat untuk doa saudara. I want to encourage you do not give up. Jangan menyerah saudara. But keep on praying. Tetap berdoa. Keep on seeking. Tetap mencari. Keep on knocking on the tetap door. Tetap mengetuk pintu. That God is going to open up the way forward for you as you persevere in prayer. Tuhan akan bukakan jalan ketika kita bertekun mencari Dia. And as the story continues on, we see that Jacob is reconciled with Esau, and actually, it all goes really good. Ya, di mana kita lihat di sini ada rekonsiliasi, rekonsiliasi antara Esau dan Yakub dan sangat baik. And even as Esau saw Jacob, he ran to him and embraced him and threw his arms around his neck and kissed him. Di sini dikatakan Esau lari. Memeluk saudaranya dan mencium saudaranya. And then they wept together. Dan menangis Aww. bersama. Laki-laki menangis bersama. Aww. So we see God answers Jacob's prayers. Bagaimana Tuhan menjawab doa Yakub. And so we see that then God tells Jacob to return to the place called Bethel 
Tuhan menyuruh Yakub kembali ke Bethel di mana tempat di mana uh, Yakub punya mimpi itu. So I want you to think about it. When he first came to Bethel, he was fleeing away from Esau. Di mana dia pada saat ke Bethel dia melarikan diri dari Esau. When he came back to Bethel, he'd already reconciled with Esau. Ketika dia kembali ke Bethel, dia rekonsiliasi dengan Esau. You think about the turnaround that happened during that time. Kita lihat bagaimana perubahan yang terjadi waktu itu. Now the time would be over two decades, over 20 years between these two moments. Ya, jadi ini terjadi selama 20 tahun. But we see that God has been faithful to his promise. Tapi Tuhan setia dengan janjinya. And he gives this blessing to him again. Dan dia memberikan berkatnya kembali kepada mereka. And I love this. Just as he did with Isaac, just as he did with Abraham, he continually reminds Jacob about his promises to him. Sama seperti kepada Abraham dan Ishak, Tuhan mengingatkan kembali janjinya kepada Yakub. And so God said to him, this is Genesis 35 verse 10 to 12, your name is Jacob, but you will no longer be called Jacob. Your name will be Israel. So he named him Israel and God said to him I am God almighty be fruitful and increase in number a nation and a community of nations will come from you and kings will be amongst your descendants the land I gave to Abraham and Isaac I give to you and I will give this land to your descendants after you Firman Allah kepadanya namamu Yakub dan dari sekarang namamu bukan lagi Yakub melainkan Israel itulah yang akan menjadi namamu maka Allah menamai dia Israel. Lagi firman Allah kepadanya. Akulah Allah yang maha kuasa. Beranak cuculah dan bertambah banyak. Suatu bangsa akan, bahkan sekumpulan bangsa-bangsa akan terjadi daripadamu. Dan raja-raja akan berasal daripadamu. Dan negeri yang ini telah kuberikan kepada Abraham dan kepada Ishak. Dan kuberikan kepadamu dan juga kepada keturunanmu. And so as the, conti- as the story continues, we find out that Jacob has 12 sons in total. Ya kita lihat kalau Yakub mempunyai 12 anak laki-laki. And these 12 sons become the 12 tribes of Israel. Dan 12 anak laki-laki ini adalah 12 suku bangsa Israel. And we're going to hear a little bit more about those sons in the coming weeks. Ya kita akan lanjutkan tentang 12 anak ini minggu And depan. So Jacob lived to he was 147 years old. Jadi Yakub berumur 147 tahun. And then he died. Dan meninggal. All right, so today we've got three questions that we're going to answer. Jadi ada tiga pertanyaan seperti biasa yang akan kita jawab. As we do every week. Setiap minggu. Firstly, what do we learn about God's character and nature from this story? Apa yang kita pelajari karakter Allah dari cerita ini? And so we see, if we think about that story we just heard about Jacob's life, we see God's mercy continually being poured out into Jacob's life. Kita lihat bagaimana anugerah Tuhan atas kehidupan Yakub di cerita ini. Yes, there were some consequences that Jacob had to just endure because of the things that he did that weren't the right thing. Iya, ada konsekuensi atas setiap perbuatan Yakub apa yang dia buat di mana dia membuat pilihan yang salah. But we see that God was merciful to Jacob and often got him out of situations that could have been a lot worse. Dan kita lihat bagaimana Tuhan mengasihi dia dan dia tetap setia akan janjinya. And I think this is a good encouragement for us as well is that Jacob was wrestling with God. Di sini kita lihat bagaimana Yakub bergulat dengan Allah. And sometimes we too can wrestle with our faith. Dan kita juga mungkin kadang bergulat dengan iman kita. We can have questions about our faith. Kita mungkin bertanya tentang iman kita. Maybe there's some doubts, things that we're like struggling to try and understand. Mungkin ada keraguan yang kita terus berusaha untuk mengerti Allah. 
but that God doesn't just say, oh, just have blind faith, don't worry about that. He actually welcomes the wrestle and he's okay with us to have questions because he knows that he can give us the answers that we need. Tuhan tidak membiarkan kita hanya percaya begitu saja tanpa kita bisa datang dengan banyak pertanyaan kepada Tuhan. And in fact, 20 years had passed from when he was in Bethel to when he came back to Bethel. Ya, 20 tahun perjalanan dari ke Bethel dan ke Bethel. And we see still see that Jacob was questioning about God. Bahkan do selama 20 tahun itu pun Yakub masih mempertanyakan kepada And Tuhan. So this encourages us that actually in our journey of faith, there will be moments where we still have questions but we keep moving forward in our faith and in time God will bring the answers for us. Ya, yeah, jadi kita aplikasi, aplikasikan kepada hidup kita bahkan perjalanan hidup kita kalau kita mempertanyakan banyak hal kepada Tuhan itu tidak apa-apa tapi Tuhan akan setia membawa kita kepada perjalanan hidup kita. And we see that as Jacob wrestles with God, God opens his eyes to his character and his nature. Dan Tuhan membukakan mata Yakub untuk melihat karakternya Tuhan. And I just love this little passage of scripture. It describes how Jacob feels when he sees Esau for the first time. Dan kita lihat bagaimana Yakub bertemu Esau pada pertama kalinya. And we see that as you read the rest of the story, Esau embraces Jacob. Dan kita lihat bagaimana Esau memeluk Yakub. There is no hate. Tidak ada kebencian. There's no bitterness. Tidak ada kepahitan. There's just a welcoming. Yaitu hanya rasa menyambut kembali. And we see that that Jacob he says these things in 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 Genesis 33 verse 10 to 11. If you have found favor in my eyes, so Jacob's giving a gift to Esau to kind of help the situation. Uh, so accept this gift for me, for to see your face is like seeing the face of God. Now that you have received me favorably. Please accept the present that was brought to you for God has been gracious to me and I have all that I need and because Jacob insisted Esau accepted Tapi kata Yakub janganlah kiranya demikian jika aku mendapat kasihmu terimalah persembahanku ini dari tanganku karena memang melihatmu kamu adalah bagiku serasa melihat wajah Allah dan engkau pun berkenan menyambut aku Terimalah kiranya pemberian tanda salamku ini yang telah kubawa kepadamu sebab Allah telah memberi kasih karunia kepadaku dan aku mempunyai segalanya. Lalu dibujuknya Esau sehingga diterimanya. So Jacob looks at Esau's face and he says it's like seeing the face of God. Dan ketika Yakub melihat Esau dikatakan seperti melihat muka Allah. And what did Esau show Jacob in that moment? Dan apa yang Esau tunjukkan pada Yakub pada saat itu? Mercy, anugerah, forgiveness, pengampunan, love, kasih. And this is God's nature. This that is God's character that he is merciful, loving and kind towards us. Dan ini adalah karakter Tuhan yaitu dia penuh anugerah, kasih setia dan terhadap kita. All right, number two. What does this story reveal to us about Jesus? Nomor dua pertanyaannya, apa yang diungkapkan cerita ini tentang Yesus? So I think there's Jesus in lots of the stories as part of Jacob's life. Saya melihat bagaimana Yesus diumpamakan dalam cerita ini. And one of the biggest things that happens in Jacob's life is he gets a new identity. Di mana di sini Yakub mendapatkan identitas baru. Jacob is born with the name deceiver. Yakub lahir sebagai nama artinya penipu. And that's exactly what he was. Dan seperti itulah dia. And yet God changed his name to Israel. Dan namanya Tuhan ubahkan menjadi Israel. And that, that came with a covenant blessing, a divine purpose to establish the Israelite nation. Di mana itu di, uh, dibuat dengan perjanjian yaitu diberkatilah keturunanmu. And so this 
would always be a reminder to now Israel about God giving him a new identity. Di sini diingatkan bahwa Tuhan memberikan pada kita identitas baru. And just like Jacob did, gets a new identity as he meets God. We too as we meet Jesus, as we say yes to following him, we get a new identity in him. Sama seperti Yakub mendapatkan identitas baru sebagai Israel, kita juga sebagai orang yang menerima Tuhan diberikan identitas baru. 2 Corinthians 5:17 it says, therefore if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone and the new is here. Di Korintus dikatakan jadi siapa yang ada di dalam Kristus, ia adalah ciptaan baru, yang lama sudah berlalu, sesungguhnya yang baru sudah datang. And so in Christ we have a new identity. Di dalam Kristus kita punya identitas baru. Maybe in the past we had certain struggles. Mungkin di masa lalu kita punya banyak sekali pergumulan. Maybe there were certain failures. Ada banyak kegagalan. As we say yes to Jesus, those failures, those things in the past no longer define us. Jadi ketika kita menerima Yesus, kegagalan di masa lalu dan juga uh, itu tidak mengidentifikasikan kita. But that we have a new identity in Christ. Dan kita punya identitas baru dalam Kristus. And we see that in Jacob's life and we see it in our own life that Jesus has the power to transform us. Kita lihat di sini kalau ada kuasa Tuhan yang sanggup mengubahkan hidup kita. Okay, number three, how can we apply what we learn from this story to our lives? Nomor tiga, apa yang kita bisa aplikasikan dalam hidup kita ketika kita membaca cerita ini? And we see in Jacob's life that it was a story of transformation. Kita lihat bagaimana hidup Yakub diubahkan. But that also that Jacob was a work in progress. Tapi juga Yakub working in progress, maksudnya dalam tahap perubahan. It took time for his character to be shaped. Butuh waktu untuk karakter dia dibentuk. And sometimes that meant going through hard things to help shape that character. Kadang kita butuh hal-hal yang sangat keras untuk bisa mengubahkan karakter kita. And so we know that Jacob shows us that what we sow, we're going to reap. Sama seperti Yakub, apa yang kita tabur itu yang kita tuai. If we reap deception, we're going to Sorry, if we sow deception, we're going to reap deception. Kalau kita menipu, kita akan juga ditipu. But we also see that Jacob's heart changes. Tapi juga kita lihat di sini hatinya Yakub berubah. And him wrestling with God is just really him saying, "Okay, I need your blessing. I want your blessing, God." Sama ketika dia bergula dengan Tuhan, Tuhan, aku mau berkatmu, Tuhan, berkatilah aku. And basically submitting then to that that covenant that connection with God to say I want the blessing the promise that you have given my fathers and my grandfather I want that for my own life Sama ketika Yakub melakukan itu sebenarnya dia adalah pendukan diri sama seperti kau memberkati bapakku berkati aku juga Tuhan And basically he was surrendering to that plan Jadi dia menyerahkan hidupnya untuk rencana Tuhan And so for us as we look at Jacob's story saat, uh, juga kita saat kita melihat cerita Yakub ini we too are a work in progress dan juga kita sebenarnya dalam proses pembentukan we too are in the process of being transformed to be more like Jesus kita semua diproses untuk semakin serupa dengan Kristus and so let us learn from Jacob's life not to make some and not so great decisions because we're going to have to deal with those like having lots of wives and those types of things but let's learn from his story to stay the course to walk the path that God has for us. Jadi banyak hal yang kita pelajari dari Yakub kita harus membuat keputusan yang bijaksana. And as we surrender our lives to him. Kita menyerahkan hidup kita pada Tuhan. As we obey his voice. Saat kita taat sama suaranya. His promises will be fulfilled in our lives. Janji Tuhan akan dinyatakan dalam hidup kita. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We hope you are inspired with this message. 
For more information about our church and our program, please visit c3thebukit.com.